that's been 10 years in the game in one deal, one company, one focus, and I'm just getting started. I'm just getting warmed up. I was just talking to a few of my friends, top leaders in my business, and I was telling them, you know what's amazing? I'm, I'm more fired up today than I've ever been. And I'm, and I'm doubling down, I'm doing more, I'm getting my ads cranking, I'm building my own funnel, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back in the business um, more than I ever have been in 2023, going on 2024 for the next legacy run, for the next 10 years. And it's really all about you. The reason I do this podcast is to change your life, to give you the master keys to freedom. And even though I'm good and my family good and everybody's good that I, you know, that I care about, you're not good yet. And that's what matters to me. So that's why I'm going back in the trenches, leading by example, and it's gonna be an epic, epic run. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast with your host, Balazs Debicardos. And I have a really exciting episode I wanted to share with you on my 10 year freedom anniversary, which is October 5th, 2013 was the last day that I've ever worked for another person, had a boss, shown up to a job and felt like I didn't have control over my life, my schedule, my income, my future, and really felt disempowered towards what I wanted my life to be like. And that's what I want to talk to you about today on this episode, share a little bit about that journey specifically from reminiscing, reflecting, thinking back to what that initial season was like, what I actually did to create the massive success that I get to experience today, 10 years later, and uh, just share a little bit about that with you. So I hope you get a lot of value from this. This is off the cuff. I don't have any notes prepared. I just want to share from the heart and uh, really inspire you if you're on this journey to creating freedom for your life, if you are still in some form of employment or full-time work and not fully building your online business to a place where you are earning enough money to pay for your lifestyle and your expenses and build from there, right? Uh, then I hope this episode serves you as a reminder that you can do it. It is possible for you. And there are so many shifts and transitions that happens from that initial period where it's hard to see life after you leave your job, right? I think a lot of people, it's all they've ever known. Your parents most likely had full-time work or nine to fives or traditional type of jobs. And you had that ever since you were younger. Maybe you started off after high school or college into some form of full-time employment as well. So when I reflect back on that season of my life, there's a few key memories that come to mind that I'm going to talk about. And then I'm going to talk about what I've done, what I did over certain periods of time or certain seasons that end up shaping your future and really going all in on that vision that you have for your life, your diamond life, your dream, the way that you want to experience this one life that you have. So let's rewind the clock a little bit around where I was at 10 years ago, where I had already started my current high ticket, high profit online business, but I didn't quite know what moves I had to make, right? I wasn't sure of the steps that I needed to take. It was very much like, okay, this is what I think is best. This is what I know works in terms of talking with potential prospects, showing them the vision, showing them the plan and helping them make an educated decision whether or not this was right for them. And if they said yes, then my commitment as a leader to them was to help them get some business going, speak to their prospects, to their leads on their behalf, really teaching them how to edify myself, edify my journey, edify my strengths, and the small little bit of results that I had at the time so that they didn't need to feel like they needed to make sales or make money 
or any of that because it was irrelevant. All they were doing was making an introduction to me. And then I was giving them my story and my introduction to the plan. And so when you think about it, the simplest form of doing this business is inviting people to take a look. That's it. It's that simple. And it becomes a numbers game where what you're really focusing on initially is getting great at the invitation. And the more people you invite, the more people are going to show up, right? Pretty straightforward. But a lot of people get hung up on all the details, having to know everything about the product, know everything about the business. They don't feel confident. They're afraid of being rejected or made fun of or criticized or whatever, all these different types of scenarios. And because they get so caught up in what's going on in their head, they are self-sabotaging themselves from keeping it so simple that, Hey, I'm just going to give you an invitation. You know, you may or may not see what I see. That's what I used to tell people all the time. Have a look and let me know if you see what I see. I didn't tell them what I saw. I didn't try to convince them or persuade them to see anything specific. I literally was just focused on you. Let me know if you see what I see. And the reason why this is so powerful to do is because when they're looking at the presentation, whether it's in person, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a video, any type of tool that you may have to support you to educate your prospects on what you are up to, they're looking at it going, Hmm, what does Bellage see here? Right. And they're so curious to basically look at things with an open mind. They're not necessarily jumping to conclusions, positive or negative. They're just kind of going, what does he see? What does he see? What does he see? And they're waiting for the big aha, right? The big aha, like, what was it? What was it? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the product? Is it the, the compensation plan? Is it the bonuses? Is it this? Is it that? So they're kind of searching with this eagerness to see what you see. And what's really cool about this is that because they're not biased necessarily upfront, they're going at it in a more neutral way. This is going to allow them to make a much better informed decision that they feel was on their own terms, as opposed to what a lot of people do is they're trying so hard to convince you or tell you how amazing it is, or it's the best this or the best that, that they're heavily biased and heavily influenced. So rather than going into the presentation and looking at it in a neutral way, they're almost looking at it in a, you know, closed minded, it's too good to be true, looking for what's wrong with it, being skeptical, being cynical, wanting to essentially discredit the hype that some people share about this. Okay. And trust me, like this business is very hype, <laughs> but one of the things about hype is that it sometimes makes it sound less credible and less uh, realistic than it actually is because that takes time for someone to build their belief, build their conviction, build their certainty to start feeling the hype and experiencing the hype. So anyway, initially all I was focused on once I was already in my business, I started March 1st, 2013, as you probably already know, cause that's when I launched my new podcast it was March 1st, 2023 on my 10 year anniversary of starting my business. Now, this episode is actually around my 10 year freedom anniversary, which is sort of the next part of the story where I was able to leave my full time employment and take this leap of faith and go full time in my business. So from March 1st, 2013 until October 5th, 2013, I call this like the do or die season because you are literally doing what you've been doing all along, keeping like the income coming in from your job, keeping your responsibilities and schedule as well as you can, but you're also adding this brand new business, this brand new opportunity into the mix, which also requires your focus. It requires your dedication. It requires your commitment, requires you to make sacrifices from things that you enjoy doing or in some cases, it might be going out with friends or, or drinking or partying or watching sports 
or, you know, casual entertainment type stuff. But back then the climate for people's lives was a little bit different than now. Like now we have more distractions. People have less attention span to like get the job done, to focus on the task at hand. They're easily distracted with their phones. They're addicted to entertainment and fun and all this kind of thing. And so during that season, what I did is I worked as, as minimally as I could to maintain what I had and putting all of my energy on building the house that I wanted to move into. So you're kind of in this interesting place that a, a lot of you listening to right now will relate to this is you're basically transitioning from your old life into your new life. But if you sell your old life or you give it away or you stop showing up, it's going to cause you consequences in the short term, right? Like if you just stop going to your job and you quit, but you don't actually have a thriving business that can make you sales, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to be evicted or you're going to lose your property. You know, like you won't be able to pay your mortgage or your, your bills or put food on the table. And a lot of people are in this predicament of like, I just don't have time to work on my business because I'm so busy with my job, with my kids, with this, 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 this. So most people, when they commit to their dreams initially, right? When they first get started in their high ticket business and they know they kind of get that like glimpse of what life could be like. And they have this vision, this download of like freedom and travel and luxury and whatever that looks like for you. And then once it is time to put the action in place, people aren't willing to remove anything. They just want to add, they don't want to remove. And that doesn't really make sense because we have 168 hours in a week, right? And we all have this. It's the same for billionaires and it's the same for homeless people. Like all human beings have the same thing and we need to sleep a certain amount. We need to work a certain amount. And then we have our spouse or families or children or extended family. There's all these different things. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create financial freedom with a high ticket business without actually realizing the true work that is required to get this thing off the ground. And a lot of people use language that is disempowering. For example, they say, I joined a high ticket business. You didn't join. This isn't the, the YMCA or some kind of community center or a fitness program or, you know what I'm saying? This is a business. And in order to get this business to sustain you in a comfortable way to replace your full-time income from your job, you need to launch your business. Now launch is a much more effective word because what it really is describing is massive amount of throttle, massive amount of energy and focus to get this heavy thing off the ground and launch it like a spaceship or an airplane. And one of the first analogies that really helped me understand this was if you've ever traveled on an airplane, I'm assuming majority of you have at least been on a flight at some point in your life, I want you to reimagine and picture what it's like to be on the runway. You know, you're in the, you're in the airplane, you're in your seat and the, the plane is like maneuvering and driving on the ground. And when it's driving, it's driving quite slow. It doesn't seem like this massive, powerful aircraft, right? And then it goes on the runway. The runway is basically like a stretch of pavement or a, a road or like a highway and it has a set distance, okay? And it's not that long and, and it gets ready. And then when the airplane starts to accelerate, the captain is basically taking it from a standstill to maximum throttle, maximum acceleration as quickly as possible. And then the airplane starts to accelerate so quick. And then he is able to pull the airplane up off the ground, the tip off the ground, and then they go and start going into the sky. Your business is very much like this, where people are expecting to just drive around at the airport, you know, laxy daisy, super chill, put in a little bit of time here, put a little bit of time there and create this epic business that provides financial freedom and residual income and so forth. It's not how it works. 
That season of do or die is the most critical season of your entire life. And here's why I say that, because if you do not perform in an obsessed, all in psychopathic energy during this window of time, you will not be able to let go of your old life and transition into your new life. It just will never happen. And the worst place to be is to be in the middle between two decisions. You know, like if you have one foot in your nine to five life, you have one foot in this way that most people do it in society, working, you know, weekdays and then having a little bit of time off on the weekends and like maybe one vacation a year, maybe two. This is kind of the normal that everybody is accustomed to, everybody has accepted, and a lot of people hate it. They complain about it, but they're not willing to change. They're not willing to do anything about it. So then you put your other foot into this high ticket online business, home-based business, whatever you want to call it, where it's, it's the key to your freedom, right? The podcast is called master keys to freedom. And this is one of those master keys is like, this is literally the key to your freedom, but you cannot turn everything off. So this period of time is up to you how long you want it to take. For me personally, my goal was one year. My target from when I started was within 12 months, I was gonna accelerate my business. I was going to pull the throttle, give it everything I have so that I could walk away from my full-time job without losing my life style and my home and my cars and like putting myself in really in a bad place. That was my goal. And what ended up happening was I was working at the time. I was pretty fortunate because I had worked for a door-to-door -door company where I was working six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day. That was prior to me starting my online business. And I got promoted to become a regional manager, which allowed me to have shorter work days overall. I did an hour long sales training in the morning, and then I did interviews to recruit people to join my sales team in the afternoons. But I was usually done by like 2, 3 p.m. I'd work from like 9 to 3. So it was a little bit less by maybe 10 hours or 10 to 15 hours less than a typical full-time job. And then I took the rest of my day when I got off and I put it all towards my business until about 8, 9, 10 p.m. at night. And I did that from March 1st to October 5th. And during this time, I was obsessed with my business. I had a conversation with my girlfriend and I said, listen, babe, I am going to act like a way that you won't really like because I'm going to always feel like I'm not present. I'm on my phone. I'm going to meetings. I'm coming home a little bit later. I'm not going to be around for dinner. And at the time she was working at a restaurant job in the evenings also. So that was nice because it w I think it would have been a little bit more tricky, a little bit more challenging if she was working a nine to five as well. And then she was home all evening and I wasn't around building my business. Regardless, I would have done what I did anyways, but because she started work around 4, 4.35, 5.30 in that range until about 11 or sometimes 1 a.m. if she was closing her shift at the restaurant, there was uh, a little bit of grace because she was in working in the evenings when I was working the business. So I would get home, we would spend a little bit of time together, like maybe an hour. So it was like very minimal. We had a little bit of food. We had a chance to catch up, spend a little bit of time together. And then she'd go to her serving job and I'd go to meetings and I'd either be on phone calls with my team and their leads, or I'd be at Starbucks doing presentations, or I'd be doing presentations at my house. Um, as many nights a week as I could, I would usually do one bigger one a week. Um, then I switched it to a week night and a Saturday day. So I had two presentations where my team was showing up with their people, with their leads. And then in between those two bigger presentations that everybody was inviting prospects to, and I was doing like presentation at the fr front of the room with a, a PowerPoint and a slide deck, I, um, would be doing one-on-ones, two-on-ones, coffee shop meetings. So I was realistically speaking in one week to uh, anywhere from 100 to 200 people a week. 
um, including the group presentations and one-on-ones and two-on-ones and messaging people. And you know what I mean? Like it was high intensity prospecting and presenting and getting people started and then helping those people that got started get off to a good start in their business. And this is what I was doing. So in terms of like how my business unfolded for me, I got the 3A in my first month. So I, I got off to a, a massive action start. Then I was working with those people that initially got started with me. Then I got to 4A and then 5A. And then right around when I left my career on October 5th, I was at about 50 sales total in my organization. So I was probably making $6,000 to $8,000 part-time while I was still making like 20,000 plus a month in my door to door sales job. So I, up until then it was pretty good. But what really started to happen for me, which I'm sure a lot of people will resonate if you're listening to this is I had more and more difficulty thinking about my actual job. Like I wasn't thinking about before, before I got, and started in my business, I was like always thinking about how to do a better job at my job, right? How to improve my skills, how to be finding better quality people, how to be writing better ads for these job posting sites where I was finding people that wanted to make money doing straight commission sales. So my mind was always thinking, how do I improve? How do I get better? What can I learn from what's happening in my team right now? So I was very much self-responsible and looking to get better, right? And that's why I had the success that I had doing the door-to-door -door stuff. But once I started to see this like new reality, this new possibility for my life, I got a first handful of sales under my belt and they were sharing with me how excited they were about their business. I started to think like, why am I wasting my time in this job when it's never going to lead me to the life that I want. It's never going to lead me to the freedom that I had. So there was a shift in my heart, in my soul, in uh, my ability to focus on the task at hand. And I was already like left the building in terms of my thought process, my, what I was thinking about was all around my business. And this caused like some conflict because I wasn't listening at work. I wasn't putting in, you know, I was on my phone. I started to like not perform. I started to not recruit as much. So there was this period for probably three months, I would say three months before I actually officially left that I was completely checked out. And I think that sometimes people, what they do is they have one of two choices. They either check out from their business and ignore their business and focus on what they have with their job, with their spouse, with their kids, with activities, sports, whatever your kids might be doing. And they ignore their business. They put it on the shelf in the back of their mind. Don't think about it that much. Occasionally they might join like a team call or they'll go on Facebook and see some of the posts in the group, but they have this like distance to their business and and their excuse is, well, I just don't have the time or the energy or the focus or the attention on my business because I got all, all this stuff going on. And that's the majority of people who quit. It's the majority of people who never get sales, never get results, never make progress is this is the thought process. My, yes, I have this business, but there's a distance to it. I ignore it. It's not a priority. It always comes last. I sometimes think about working on it, but then these other less important things fill my priorities and my calendar. And then I don't get around to it. And then I feel guilty. And then that guilt makes me have more distance to my business. And then I avoid it some more. And then eventually I'm just like, you know what? It's easier for me to give up and quit rather than pretend and blah, 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 blah. That's how a lot of it goes. Now the winners, the people who go on to have massive success, they have the exact same thought process, but they start doing that towards their job. They start putting a distance between them and their job. They start thinking about their job less. They start thinking about their employees and their coworkers at their job less. And everything that used to be the main thing becomes the old thing in their mind. 
And that's what I did. So when I got home, I was, I, I was just going through the motions at my job, but it was a performance based job that I had. It was straight commission. It was all based on sales. It wasn't a salary job. It wasn't an hourly paying job. So this started to cause some issues. And I remember thinking to myself, if I don't like burn the boats and uh, go all in on my business, I'm going to be so miserable because I just didn't want to go to work anymore. I didn't want to show up to my job anymore. I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to sit there and try to sell people on this opportunity to knock doors when I was over it. I found something way better. And that's what you need to remember is like, no matter what it is that you do for your full-time employment, chances are that this online business, high ticket business is better in every way. And so what are you going to put your energy towards? You got to put it towards a thing that can set you free, that can give you the life that you have. And if you're so stuck in the comforts of your current reality, which is probably pretty good, according to like global statistics, you're probably considered one of the wealthiest people in the world. Even if you're making like 50, 60, $70,000 a year in your current job, that is more than the majority of the planet. So it's easy to get caught up in the comfort of like, it's not so bad. You know, it could be better, but it's not so bad. And this thought process of like talking yourself into the fact that your life is okay, it's pretty good, um, is actually hindering you from building something exceptional and great and outstanding and something you're proud of that can create a legacy for your, your family and your children. And um, so this all kind of came to an end on October 5th of 2013. And what happened initially, which is so interesting, is I took a pay cut, first of all, because I was earning around 30 grand a month business, side hustle income, plus my full-time employment, around 30 grand a month. And I went down to like six to 8,000 a month really quickly, like overnight. And so I had a lot of anxiety and fear and stress around, oh my gosh, even though eight to, you know, six to $8,000 isn't like no money. It was still like 60% of a pay cut. And so that pressure of, oh no, did I screw up? Did I make a mistake? I could have just kept this my side hustle long-term. I should have stayed focused on my work. So all this self-doubt and all this stuff was creeping in my head. And yeah, for about six months from October 5th to about middle of March, it was a feeling of like waking up every morning and I, ha I had to give it everything that I had that day because I didn't want to feel as if I could have done more, I could have tried harder, and I wasn't willing to fail knowing that I didn't give it my all. And I knew the only way I wouldn't fail is if I really gave it my best, really gave it my best shot. And so that was my commitment. Six months, every day, woke up, I'm like, I got zero dollars. I wasn't counting checks that were on their way. I wasn't counting people that said they'd get started at the end of the week. I wasn't counting people that were in financing. I wasn't counting anything that wasn't already 100% a done deal. So I didn't let the illusion of success that I'm winning, that I'm doing great, that I'm, you know, off to an awesome start as a full-time entrepreneur. I didn't let none of that get to my head. I woke up in the morning and it was survival. It was like, I got zero, I got nothing. If I don't perform today, I'm gonna lose everything. I'm gonna lose my girl, I'm gonna lose my place, I'm gonna lose my car, lose my lifestyle, I'm gonna lose it all. It was do or die, right? And so this went on and on and on and on. And in the beauty about the business that I'm in is that they pay daily. And so, Every time I found myself in this really weird situation, like life still happens. I still had like a unexpected expense come up or something like this. Every time some of that happened, I would just get an unexpected check in the mail or something. And it would just like reassure me that I was on the right path. I was like, oh, wow. It's like $600 out of nowhere or $1,000 out of nowhere is what it felt like. So anyways, I got going in that and, uh, that initial period of time was, was more, 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 more. I, I was a yes man. And when someone would message me, call me, text me, tell me they had someone who was open to hearing what we were doing, what we were up to. They asked me, am I available? Can I take a call? Can I do a meeting? Can I do a presentation? 
Am I willing to drive like hours to go to someone's house and they're going to invite people to their house? Without even hesitating, the answer was yes. Every single thing that could create more results for me, more results for me, more opportunities for me, open up any doors, any possibilities, moving myself in the direction of my dreams, the direction of building my diamond life was an automatic yes, no hesitation. I didn't care what time zone it was in. I didn't care if I was tired. I didn't care if I was busy. I didn't care about none of that. It was yes, 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 I'm there. And what happened because of this is my team that I was building had this incredible trust in me as a leader. They trusted me. They knew I had their back. I never let them down. I didn't disappoint them. I gave it my all. I always tried to get people started that were qualified in a good fit. Um, sometimes I had to tell people, no, this isn't a good fit for you. And then I would teach my team why, why I did that, why I said that. So I just tried my best to become the best leader, the best salesperson, and, and really be of service to get people uh, to see what was possible for their lives. And that was it. Run the play, run the play, run the play in front of people, show the offer. And that was that. And this went on for about 15 months. So six months, first six months after I got started, I hit, you know, 6A2. I hit 6A in 11 months, 6A2 in 15 months, dash two in 22 months, and dash three in 38 months. So the reason why I was in this massive action is because I had a fear of missing out on the momentum that was going to happen. So you got to remember is that fear isn't a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you let fear stop you from pursuing what is your highest potential and highest self. If, if the fear stops you and makes you stay who you have been instead of stepping into who you can become, then that fear is considered a negative fear. That's what we talk about, like being fearless and overcoming that, that uncomfortable feeling of fear. But when you engineer the fear yourself, and you go, I'm afraid of not winning. I'm afraid of missing out on this opportunity. I'm afraid of not being the best husband or the best father that I could be or the best leader that I could be. You can engineer fear to move you into action. And it's like repurposed into a positive expression of fear. And so I created all these scenarios in my mind around fear, like the sensation in my body was, holy shit, like I'm afraid. But all to get me out of being lazy, get me out of making excuses, get me out of playing small. So the fear pulled me out of my comfort in life. And this is the reason why we had epic results. I always, at the end of my day, I would ask myself, what am I proud of myself for today? You know, what am I proud of myself for doing today that was uncomfortable? What am I proud of myself today for uh, saying yes, even when it didn't really make sense, like driving hours to go speak to one potential prospect who might start my business. That doesn't make sense. It's like, it, it would have been smarter or more logical for me to say, you know what? No, maybe if you get 10 people in the room, then I'll make the trip, then I'll make the drive. But I was like, no, because what if that one person I drive hours to go meet ends up being a superstar in my organization that changes the game for me? You know, and then I'll have to live with that regret. Like, oh man, that was the, that was the meeting. That was the person. So it was yes, yes, yes. Because I believe that people were putting circumstances and others into my life during that season that would crack everything open to the next level. So I had to say yes, because if I said no, then I was the one who was responsible for that not working out in my favor and contributing to what I was trying to create. And so basically I didn't take any time off. I put my business above everything else, above my health, which I don't necessarily recommend. It's just what I did. I put it above my relationship with my friends, with my family, with my girlfriend at the time who ended up becoming my fiance and now my wife and mother of my beautiful daughter. I put it above everything. And so you have to ask yourself right now, have you made that type of commitment to your business where you put a ring on it, where it becomes all encompassing the number one thing that is more important than everything else for a season of your life. And most of you honestly can't say that you have yet. You know, you have, you say you're all in or you say you're committed, but your actions don't prove that to be true. If you were hooked up to a lie detector test, you would fucking fail. 
because it would be like, well, yes, I'm all in except for when this, 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 and this, and this, and this happens. Then, you know, I work on my business tomorrow or next week. That's not fucking all in. All in really actually comes through in the most uncomfortable situations where you say no to going to a family get together. You say no when, you know, your wife wants to have date night or something like that and someone needs your help in your business and you choose the business over, over date night in that moment. That's truly all in, you know, losing sleep, waking up in the middle of the night, all these different types of things. Or there were times where I would be laying in bed I have all this stuff on my mind around like ideas, how I can make my presentation better when I was presenting to people, how I can provide better training to my organization, like all these thoughts. And I just couldn't sleep, right? It was like this buzz and I'd get up out of bed. I'd go in like the living room or my office and I just write down notes. I'd write out all these things and, um, it, it wouldn't matter. That's how committed I was. And that's truly all in, you know? So yeah, just reflecting on everything that's happened is really insane to me because now the life that I get to enjoy and the freedom I get to experience and the way things are so abundant and all that, it's like, I don't really think about what the sacrifices were. I don't regret the sacrifices. I don't look back and go, oh, Belange, you were too aggressive. You were too hardcore. Uh, you should have said no more often. You should have set boundaries. You should have done this. It's like, no, it was perfect. And I was all in, I gave it everything I had. And if I wouldn't have made it, if I wouldn't have been successful, I would have been able to say, you know what? This is just not meant for me. It was not meant for me to work out because I gave it everything I had. And that was my commitment. But because I gave it everything I had, it did work out in my favor. And not only does it matter for you to be all in in terms of your action, with your, with your marketing, with your sales, with your prospecting, with everything, but it actually matters for the energy that you embody, the energy and frequency that you embody. Because for me, when I hit 6A, up until that point, I had this really interesting energy, like you gotta buy now. I would never ever let people like think about it or apply for financing or speak to their house. Like I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed until I got a yes or a no. And I was very aggressive in closing sales. And when I hit 6A, I had this epiphany moment and I said to myself, I'm like, wait a second, why am I in such a rush? Like, yes, I left my career behind and yes, I wanna be established and yes, I wanna hit some of the higher ranks and so on and so on. But like, why am I in such a rush? Everybody is on their own timing right? Like all of my prospects have their own lives, their own commitments, their own whatever. Like, why am I being so pushy? Why can't I just focus on like attracting people who are ready and then following up with those people who need a little bit of time and just making a pact, a handshake where I said, look, I get it. But when you're ready and when you decide to move forward, you will get started working with me. Can you shake my hand and say, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, when you're ready, you'll come back and say, I'm ready and you'll partner with me. And people would shake my hand and say, yes, okay, deal, fair enough. And then I would let it go. I would follow up through social media with like just sharing about my success, my lifestyle, leveling up, hitting my goals. And that was my form of follow-up. It wasn't necessarily DMing people, calling people. I did that a little bit. I text people, hey, what's up? What's new? I'm just checking in you know, is the timing better for you now? And eventually, like sometimes I followed up 10, 15, 20 times and they would say, yes, okay, I am ready. I am ready to move forward and stuff like that. Uh, so that was a big part of my business as well. But the real thing that I wanted to share with you guys is that when you hit the higher levels down the road, the stuff that you're avoiding doing right now, the stuff that's uncomfortable, the stuff that's hard, the sacrifices that you're not making, it won't matter long-term. So even though it sucks right now to say no to certain things, in the future, it will be worth it. And if you knew the life that was waiting for you in 10 years from today, five years from today, two or three years from today, you would be so different the way you show up day to day than you actually are right now. The problem is that that future is just a dream. It's an illusion. It's a wish. 
it doesn't feel real and it doesn't feel possible for you. So therefore you're not willing to take that level of action right now that is required for you to build that life. Because if there was a guarantee that said, look, if you do this, 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 this today, every single day, you'll have a $10 million a year income 10 years from now. You'll be able to achieve all of your wildest goals and dreams, give to your family, take them on epic holidays, make their wildest dreams come true, never worry about stuff that you're worrying about right now. Would you do what is required right now? The majority of people would say yes, okay, I will, I'm in. Why? Because the illusion of a guarantee is there. So it's like, oh, okay, well, 10 million a year is guaranteed 10 years from now. But the thing that you got to wrap your mind around is that those actions that you're supposed to be taking right now, those sacrifices you're supposed to be making right now is the guarantee to be making $10 million a year in 10 years from now. So it's a catch 22 is like, we have to create the guarantee that doesn't technically exist, but we must believe that guarantee exists. Like, listen, if I give it my all, if I give it my best, if I say no to everything that doesn't serve me and I say yes to everything that does get me in the right direction, I will have this life for a fact. There's no way that I can fail. This has to come from within. This has to come from your self certainty and belief in who you are, what you're capable of, that you're God's highest form of creation. And that if anybody else can do it, you can also do it, but you also have to show up in the same way that they're showing up. And every single person who's doing a hundred grand a month plus in commissions in this business is a relentless obsessed psychopath when it comes to their business in the first few years to get those foundations set to, to build it in the right direction, you know? So I hope this is inspiring you to really look at how you're showing up right now. And are you feeding your current comfortable life with your thoughts, with your habits, with your priorities, with your schedule, with your actions? Are you feeding the beast that is keeping the fire burning in what you have currently available to you in your experience in this life? Or are you starting to starve your current life and feeding the life that you want to create because that energy and where it's being utilized is everything from time, money, resourcefulness, thinking, thoughts, you know, improvement, what you're reading, what you're learning, what you're studying. It's either one or the other. It's either feeding into this life that you had prior to discovering this opportunity prior to you realizing, oh my gosh, there's this whole new possibility for my life. That's a choice. And most of you maybe unconsciously or unknowingly just continue this mirage of your current reality of like same routine, same evening routine, same weekend routine, same vices, same negative thinking, same entertainment, same wasting time on scrolling on social media and Netflix and stuff. And, you know, we talk a lot about that, like, oh, Netflix and scrolling and social media is so bad but it's only bad when it's the time that you could be putting into your future that you're choosing not to, to keep yourself stuck in your present. That's when it's bad. Like I watch Netflix, I scroll on my phone, I follow up with different things, but I'm also financially free. I also have set my family free. And during the period of time that I was building those foundations, I cut out all the extras, okay? I didn't have a personal life, didn't have a social life, I barely saw anybody outside of my girlfriend and, and a little bit of my, my immediate family here and there. I did not watch sports, which was a really big time commitment for me for a long, long time. I would watch multiple games a week, probably 10 to 15 hours at least a week. I was watching live sports with commercials, with all the things, sitting around just, oh yeah, this is so cool, right? And I think like if you actually stop to pause, how embarrassing it is for men, especially, but women too, but men, especially to be a grown ass man and be so committed to sports and video games and fantasy, this and fantasy that and porn and all this other stuff. That's literally living in a fucking delusional world. None of that stuff matters in real life. If you win the fantasy league in some football thing, who gives a flying fuck 
that you place first in fantasy football. That's not reality. That's not your real life. That's not putting your kids in the best schools. That's not putting your family on first class or business class flights traveling the world and doing epic things like going to the Super Bowl in real life. You know what I'm saying? Or playing video games and getting this dopamine hit of shooting people and winning all this stuff. Like it's such a pathetic existence for a grown man that I can't even relate in any sense of the word because it's all like, it's wasted potential in my opinion, right? And yes, it's fun and yes, it's cool. And yes, it's entertaining. And yes, you can hang out with your buddies. All of that is great. Go get fucking rich first. Go set your family up with legacy income first. You know, go set yourself free. And then when you're free, it's like, well, now my passion is fantasy. That's fine. Cool. Great. But like to start with that as a priority, as a grown ass man acting like a child, oh my gosh, it just breaks my heart for the families that these men are actually a part of. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, wow, that's painful for me. So anyways, that was a little bit of a, a side thought, side rant, but like, man, get your freaking affairs in order. Get your priorities straight. Check the freaking scoreboard. Check the clock. How much time you got left on this earth, man? You know, if you're still acting like you're 15 years old and you're 35 or 45 or 55, like what the fuck's wrong with you? Do you think you're going to be living eternal life? No, this life is short, man. You got to make it happen. So in my case, I'm like living life to the max, living life to the fullest. I'm not banking on being here for 50, 100 more years, even though that's my goal. And I'm trying to optimize my health and my life for that. But I'm also living as if I'm gone any minute, any day now, right? Like just all the experience that I want to experience, I'm going for it. And speaking of that, over the last like 10 years, man, we visited like countless countries. I don't even know. I have to do a, a, a more recent update, but it's probably 40, 45 countries, first class, diamond life, you know, business, no expenses spared, private excursions, private tours, like just the best of the best, the best food, the best restaurants. And man, that's what life is. It's about experiencing the whole planet as if it's your playground. Don't you feel like that when you see pictures on social media or you watch a movie and you see some country or some city or some experience that's unique to that part of the world? Doesn't this part of your soul get fired up like, man, earth is my home. You understand? Earth is my home. So if that exists on that part of earth, I get to go there because it's home. But a lot of people live in this tiny little closet of their home, not even a closet, this tiny little speck, right? And that's where they live their whole entire lives. And everyone's like, yo, come out. This room or this house, sorry, has infinite rooms. It has infinite possibility. There's just so much cool stuff out here. And like, no, I'm comfortable in this tiny little freaking hole. You know what I mean? And that's like how most people experience life. So we've gone to countless countries. We've lived the most epic, beautiful life. We have maximum freedom, maximum impact. I get so much joy, so much fulfillment. And it all stems back to this scary ass decision I made over 10 years ago to first of all, start my business, but then give it everything I have to launch this momentum for, you know, it was whatever that is, seven months or eight months from after I started. And then after I left and went full-time in my business, I still had to continue that same psychopathic focus and commitment for two, three more years before I was finally able to take a bit of a breather and realize that my airplane to freedom was at cruising altitude. That's when I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually take some time away. It's not about me anymore. I'm not the only leader that's flying this plane anymore. I got duplication. I got even more talented leaders in my business than I am. And I was like, wow. But it took me three years of like, nobody understood what I was doing. Everybody thought I was wasting my time. Everybody thought I was freaking off my meds. And now seven years after that, it's been like the equivalent of just permanently living in a dream. You know what I'm saying? It's been absolutely the most amazing thing ever. And I think that if you really truly understood what was at stake, what is available to you that is waiting for you on the silver platter, if you do the work today, 
you would be so different, man. You'd be relentless. You would be waking up earlier, going to bed later. You'd be trying harder. You'd be speaking to more people. You'd be doing more webinars. You'd be doing more live streams. You'd be putting up more content. You'd be on the phone. You'd be DMing people. You'd be emailing people. Like guys, if there's something you could be doing that you're not doing, you should be doing it right? People are trying to be so fancy. It's like, oh, I got to get this fancy reel and this fancy video and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to edit it on my phone for like a month before I post it. Like, no, massive fucking action. Do more, create more, get more results. It's fucking go time. What are you waiting for? You've been waiting for shit for so long. What are you waiting for? It's not coming. It's not happening. It's on you. And when you have that type of energy, everybody just goes, whoa, what's up with this person? They're fired up. They're passionate. They see what's possible. They see the potential in the future. And I don't, right? The people gravitate towards the people that have a vision and a game plan. That's where energy goes. So if you're fired up, other people will join you because they want to feel whatever you're on, right? They're like, what's this guy on? I want me some of that. Well, what it is, is conviction, passion, vision, mission, purpose. That's what you're on. And of course, amazing water, but like you have all of that dialed in and people gravitate towards you. I want to work with you. I want to work with you. And then you get the momentum going, then they start duplicating and then they're passionate and they're fired up and man, amazing things can happen in five to 10 years after that. So anyways, that's the episode for today. I'm super, super pumped for you to listen to this. You're going to be listening to it the 11th or something like this of the month, which will be a, a week or so after my 10 year freedom anniversary. I was uh, speaking with my wife and we had just gotten back from Europe. We were there for a month. It was an amazing trip. The last episode kind of talked about that. And, and I said to her, I'm like, let's do something fun, right? Let's really celebrate this like freedom frequency, this 10 year freedom celebration. And we're both really big fans of Drake. Uh, we listen to his music a lot. We really resonate with like um, his music and some of his lyrics, just like you know, the underdog story and the hype and being the best and becoming your best. Like, it's just a really good um, synergy to how we are. Anyways, he's on tour right now and uh, we weren't really going to be able to watch his show, the Vancouver one anyway, because we are still in Europe. And when I looked at the tour dates prior to our Europe trip, there wasn't really any cities or dates that really worked. And funny enough, he had to postpone some of his shows along his tour and moved a couple things around. So he has a show in Toronto on October 6th. And if you know, um, his birthday's in October. He, he calls his label October's very own. October is a big month for him. He's releasing his brand new album on the 6th. He's doing his first show out of two shows on the 6th. And my anniversary is on the 5th. So we're going to be flying business on the 5th. And one of my favorite things to do is be inspired in the sky. I don't know what it is about flying up in the sky, laying down in your own business or first class seat, getting served really good food, uh, you know, being comfortable, watching a movie, looking out the window and seeing the sunset and just feeling like a bird in the sky above everybody and everything, right? There's just something really special about it for me. And I get very inspired. I, I get downloads. I write notes. So on the actual fifth, I'm going to be in the sky with my wife, just the two of us. My daughter's going to be with grandma and uh, man, it's just going to be so fucking epic. I can't wait for that feeling of like 10 years, man, a decade. How amazing. And then we land, we're going to stay at the most epic place in Toronto. We're going to go to the show. We got like front row seats, not on the floor. Cause I don't like that bullshit when you don't have a seat and everybody kind of pushes you and, um, you don't have your space. So we got front row seats with an actual seat. Um, and then, uh, we're going to just have a date night, go to the spa, go out for dinner, man, just like reminisce. And I'm going to shower my wife with love because she supported me. I want to thank her for being my ride or die for believing my wild, crazy dreams and believing in me that I could create it and make it happen. And it's just going to be a really, really special weekend. And I want this for you. I really do. I want this for you. I want you to have that moment. I want you to have many of those moments over the course of the rest of your life. But none of this will happen if you don't get the airplane off the runway. None of this will happen if you have this very laxy daisy approach of like, yeah, you know, it's all right. And I'm putting in a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. That's the equivalent of you driving around at the airport without ever taking off and just thinking you're getting someplace. 
you know, and eventually people hit the little button on the airplane, like ding, ding, ding. You know, they want to speak to the, the person who works on the plane, the, the flight attendant. And then you, they ask the flight attendant, Hey, excuse me. Uh, we've been on this plane for, for fucking five years. When are we going to get to our destination? And then the flight attendant's like, well, sorry to inform you, sir, but this airplane has never taken off the ground. And so we are actually in the exact same fucking place as we were five years ago. So I don't know when this airplane's ever taken off, but just, you know, keep your seatbelt on and enjoy some peanuts and, and some water. And you're like, wait, what? We've been on this plane going around in circles for five years. We're in the same exact place. That's what many people's business is like. They've been in this business forever. They haven't gotten any place. They've never built momentum. They've never talked to anybody. They've never like taken that massive action. So if that's you and you're listening right now and you're in that place, guys, please, ladies and gentlemen, please. Your whole entire future is depending on who you are and how you show up today. That's the bottom line. Your entire future life, the, the freedom, the luxury, the, the, the experiences, the joy, everything that you could have is dependent on how you are showing up today or not showing up today. So make better choices, make better habits, make better priorities. Start starving your old life. Start taking the energy slowly away and just keeping it on maintenance mode just enough to not get fired from your job, but put all of your spare time, energy, money into ads, cut out all the bullshit expenses that are, that are not necessary, cut back, reduce, and put all of that into your business, all of it into your ads, all of it into mentorship, and go all in, man, all the chips in, and you'll be amazed, absolutely blown away by who you will become and what you will create if you have this mentality that this is it, man, I'm all in. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. I'm passing on this legacy to my children. I'm all in with this company for, for the long haul. And if you do this, you will become one of the greats. You will become one of the top leaders. You will become one of the top earners. You will become someone that influential, successful people want to do business with, partner with, and blow your business up. That is a guarantee. That is a fact. That's what I've done. I'm speaking from experience. I know how this stuff works. It's been 10 years in the game in one deal, one company, one focus, and I'm just getting started. I'm just getting warmed up. I was just talking to a few of my friends, top leaders in my business, and I was telling them, you know what's amazing? I'm, I'm more fired up today than I've ever been, and I'm, and I'm doubling down. I'm doing more. I'm getting my ads cranking. I'm building my own funnel. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back in the business um, more than I ever have been in 2023, going on 2024 for the next legacy run for the next 10 years. And it's really all about you. The reason I do this podcast is to change your life, to give you the master keys to freedom. And even though I'm good and my family good and everybody's good that I, you know, that I care about, you're not good yet. And that's what matters to me. So that's why I'm going back in the trenches, leading by example, and it's going to be an epic, epic run. So guys, it's been 10 years of freedom coming up here in a couple of days. And um, I just can't believe that people try to wait until age 65, hoping that they would get 10 years of retirement before they die, which most people don't because the age expectancy, you know, the, the life expectancy and whatever is barely 10 years for most people after retirement. And I've already had 10 full years of freedom and I'm only 37 years old. So blessed, so grateful, been retired since the age of 30. There's so many people in my community that are going to be retired by 25, 28, 30. Like it's just really, really inspiring. And, and, um, I'm just so excited for what's coming. So I hope you got massive value from this episode. I hope you hear my, my passion, my excitement, my fired up energy, because man, I'm stoked. I'm so proud of me, you know, to, to celebrate 10 years since I worked for anybody else is absolutely freaking surreal. So I want that for you. Go make it happen. You have everything you need. You have the training, you have the tools, you have the leadership, you have the community, you have the business model, the vehicle, the compensation plan, the bonuses, the legacy, you have everything you need but it all falls back on you. You are the X factor. You are the it factor. And whether or not you make this happen is 100% on you. It is your responsibility. Own it and go make yourself proud. Your family will be proud of you and go leave an epic legacy that you can leave behind for your children and your family. I believe in you. I know you can do it. 
and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye for now. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, BelageWCardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.